The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Dr. Brian Higgins is with us from Galway Primary Care for The Last Word on Health. Brian, good afternoon to you and good to talk to you. I'm sure there are many people who are waiting for the schools to get off this week and to fly away somewhere across Europe for a well-deserved break. But we perhaps should be a little bit of aware that there are now more climate diseases, tropical diseases across Europe as a result of climate change. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And it's something that I, 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 I'm fascinated with because it's certainly not something that I would be an expert in. But there's a good chance in 20 years time, this could be just a part of our normal medical training for countries in Western Europe. And what it is, are these illnesses called vector borne diseases? And what are they? That is um, an infection, which can is often a virus, but could be a bacteria or protozoa uh, that's carried by something like a tick or a mosquito. So we all know Lyme disease. Lyme disease has been in Ireland for years, and that's a disease that's transmitted by the ticks that live on deer. When we're talking about mosquito-borne diseases, they're a little bit different because climate-wise in Europe, we haven't really had any mosquito-borne diseases since after, uh, I think, malaria was eradicated after, um, I think it was World War II. But what's happening now is with global warming, we're getting warmer temperatures and we're getting more flooding. And mosquitoes reproduce in warm weather that's damp where there's plenty of uh, static pools for them to lay their eggs. We're actually seeing this increase in these mosquito-borne diseases, especially dengue or dengue fever. And there's been as many diagnosed cases of dengue fever in 2022 as there was in the last 10 years before that and that's being attributed to global warming. Yeah and that's something you certainly wouldn't expect in parts of Europe, particularly northern Europe or even southern parts of Europe. No, exactly. And it's not just dengue fever. Like this breed of mosquito called the 80s mosquito carry chikungunya, yellow fever, West Nile virus. And also there are some of the uh, mosquitoes that, uh, that carry malaria potentially increasing in numbers in the warmer parts of Europe. So the that would be Spain. Uh, there's been cases in Spain, France, but especially in Italy. Um, so it's a case that this would be something that we would have a big chat when patients of mine would be coming and traveling to somewhere tropical or somewhere near the equator we'd always have this chat about avoiding mosquito bites wearing your mosquito repellent wearing long sleeve trousers and pants around sunset and sunrise and being sure to sleep under mosquito nets that was a really common conversation to have for people traveling close to the equator but now it's probably going to be a conversation that we're going to be having more and more for people traveling in warmer parts of europe okay not to not to get people too alarmed as they head away in their summer holidays this year but just the type of symptoms if you if it was dang fever what would you be looking at well, uh, the main, it's dengue fever. So the, the biggest symptom is fever and it's really miserable. It's like an awful flu. So there's fever, headache, muscles and joint pain, nausea, swollen glands and a blotchy red rash. For the majority of patients, that's all that's going to happen. But for certain cases can get very severe with um, severe stomach pain, vomiting, diarrhea. And there may even be some internal bleeding with passing of blood in the stool or nosebleeds and bleeding from the gums. If someone is is returning for warm, from a warmer country and is having those symptoms, it would be worth uh, seeking um, medical attention um, either to your GP or if you're quite sick, go into the hospital to see if you have been infected by one of these illnesses. Now, mosquitoes are very common um, and most of them don't carry these illnesses. It's just something that we're going to be more and more aware of as time goes on. Yeah, and you're saying you're seeing cases in Spain and France. 
Yeah. Now, the majority in the most of the cases, I think, were in Cyprus first and then Italy. But there is an increase in these cases in Spain and France. Um, again, it's just showing how the landscape of illness is something that's currently changing and will continue to change. Now, mosquitoes, as you said, are common across parts of Europe. What can you do to avoid being stung? Um, mosquito repellent, ideally one with a chemical called DEET. Uh, it's a hate or love its smell. I personally love it. Uh, it always reminds me of holidays. And then actually, not your aftershave of choice, I assume. No, not my aftershave of choice, but it does always make me feel like I'm awake. Um, and then wearing just long sleeve trousers and pants. These mosquitoes tend to bite when it's sunrise and sunset. Uh, so those are the times to be especially uh, careful with the mosquito bites. Certainly, uh, when you're out, the, one of the being out in warm weather, having a lovely dinner outside as the sunset is lovely until you're we've all been covered in mosquito bites when that has happened when we're abroad and now it's just a risk that those mosquitoes could carry a bit more disease than they previously did so other than just avoiding the misery of an itchy swollen mosquito bite now it's even more important to avoid one of these more serious illnesses that could be carried and will be carried more so in the future. As you said people these days are travelling to different places as well that people are going to parts of the world where once you may not have been able to get to but now parts of North Africa are much more easy to get to, parts of Asia as well what should people who are going further afield but also closer to Europe bring with them on holidays and what should they look out for? Well, first off, I would always look at the travel advisories for those countries and I would often advise going on to the, the CDC, the Centre of Disease Control. You can search that country by country and that will give you a list, especially around vaccine preventable illnesses. And also those countries have a um, have a high rate of malaria to maybe take some malaria prophylaxis if you're going to be in an area where there is a lot of malaria. Because again, that can be sometimes a, a, a mild illness, but can also be very, very severe if people can get it. So again, prevention is better than cure. Then we'd have just a package of things we'd advise patients to take with them. So we can still all get coughs and colds and flus. So paracetamol is really important. Um, for patients who are very susceptible to, to insect bites, there are certainly those of us who react more when we get bitten by a mosquito and are at slightly higher risk of infection. So sometimes a topical steroid cream with or without an antibiotic can be helpful in it to avoid developing a cellulitis or a bad infection. Um, for my female patients who suffer with recurrent UTIs, we'd often give them a, a, a just a, an antibiotic to take with them. They tend to be so aware of their symptoms that especially when it's difficult for them to seek medical attention, they'd be better off to have that antibiotic with them instead of trying to get it. And of course, when we're traveling, the washer that we brush our teeth with may not be as clean. So we try to use bottle washer, um, but even still traveler's diarrhea can happen. So having a medication to treat um, vomiting and diarrhea, especially if you're traveling, um, you know, if you're on a cycling trip or you're hiking having something to prevent some diarrhea can be really helpful but again there are some doctors who have an interest in tropical medicine and I'd always if you're going somewhere remote try book in for someone with an interest in travel or tropical medicine just to go through to make sure that you're getting all the vaccines that you need and for some places you're going to need a vaccine um, to even get into the country for things like yellow fever so you don't want to be turned away at the border and then a prescription of, of, of medications to suit your own personal medical needs. How concerned should we be as well about the risk of infectious diseases particularly in Europe now? <sighs> And infectious disease, well, we do know COVID is yeah. probably the most well-known infectious disease. There's a huge surge of um, 
uh, syphilis in the community who has a sexually transmitted infection. As long as it's been humans has been sexually trans- transmitted, or there's been you know transmissible disease. And always, and always, you can. The most important thing is just going to be prevention. So good hand hygiene, covering your mouth when you sneeze, uh, barrier contraceptives for um, sexual partners and really just being sensible. And just finally, obviously people are excited at going on holidays. These days, are there still restrictions in place for COVID? Do you still have to show passports and part of Europe for vaccinations? Certs? <laughs> I've had, I was traveling quite recently actually and it was, we were in the States recently and as part of that we were, we were supposed to have a, we, we had to have our passports with us but we weren't asked to show them. Again, I would always just check with that particular country, a particular country, they'll all have travel advisories and you're better off to just check it a couple of weeks in advance as opposed to the night before like I did and there was a panic to try find my COVID passport. Um, <laughs> Who remembers what they were now? Yeah, exactly. But again, we weren't asked, but check and give check with enough time to prepare. So as soon as you book the holiday, I would always just check to see if anything particular is needed for travel. Yep. And as you said as well, if you are going somewhere in advance, somewhere tropical or somewhere exotic in advance, always check what you need and get those vaccines into you. Dr. Brian Higgins from Galway Primary Care. Thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.